Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. Bubbles, staggered lunchtimes and no assembly. The government unveils its plan to get pupils back into the classroom. This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. The hubbub of children in the classroom are sound set to return at a much higher volume from September. It's been one of the most controversial parts of the lockdown, keeping children at home while encouraging some of their parents to go back to work. But on Thursday, the Education Secretary Gavin Williamson confirmed that school attendance will be mandatory for all pupils from the start of the next school year. From September, we are asking schools and colleges to return to a broad and balanced curriculum. So there's all pupils continue to be taught in a wide range of subjects, maintaining their choices for further study and employment. We expect exams to go ahead in the summer of 2021. The government was laying out plans for how to get schools up and running again safely. But no sooner was the guidance unveiled than teaching unions, including the Association of School and College Leaders and the National Education Union, warned the government it seemed rushed, with some saying it puts an emphasis on a national test and trace system that isn't fully functional. To discuss the challenges of bringing children back into the classroom, I gave our education editor Camilla Turner a call, and she started by telling me what pupils and teachers can expect from September. What we're going to see is effectively pupils grouped into bubbles. So this could be um, their class if they're in primary school or in secondary school, it could be their entire year group. And that means that this year group are meant to stay by and large separate from all the other year groups or other classes in the school. They'll have their lessons together, their break times together, their lunches, um, they'll start and finish the school day at the same time as each other, but different from other pupils. So this is an attempt to um, kind of silo pupils into different groups so that if one pupil or group of pupils fall ill with coronavirus, you don't have to immediately shut down the entire school. You might just need to look at which pupils are in their bubble in their class or their year group who they might have come into contact with. What would happen in that worst case scenario if a case was found? 
So the guidance we've had today has quite detailed breakdown about what to do in terms of a potential outbreak. And actually, they set the bar quite low. They say if a school has two pupils who fall in within two weeks, that could be a possible outbreak. Also, if they have an unusual amount of sickness or absence where coronavirus is a possible cause, again, that could be considered as the start of an outbreak. So what would happen then is the school would need to liaise with local public health officials. They'd investigate, they'd find out more. Um, anyone with symptoms would be given a test um, so they could quickly work out whether or not they, they tested positive. And then what you could see is other pupils in that bubble, so either in a class or an entire year, um, being told to self-isolate and, and stay at home. And if, if an actual outbreak was declared, um, what you could see is a mobile testing unit being sent to that school to initially test students in that same year group, um, but possibly to test every single student in the entire school. The plan was for us to have a world-beating, to quote Boris Johnson, track and trace system by June the 1st. What effect is it having on schools that we don't have this world-beating test and trace system, which was, of course, originally going to include an app, now no more? Um, yeah, so this is something that the teacher unions have seized on and they've said, aha, you're wanting to send all the pupils back to school in September, but we don't even have this test and trace system up and running the way that you promised it would be. Um, so they're saying, you know, this doesn't fill us with confidence. We don't think it's going to be safe enough. Um, I suppose on the other hand, um, what the government would say is that each school effectively um, will will sort of have their own micro test and trace system so that if someone within their school community falls ill, they've got this bubble system. They've got a way to work out, well, you know, this pupil is in this year group, therefore they will have come into contact with these pupils. So they're effectively doing on a small scale their own test and trace system for their own community that in some ways, you know, runs alongside a kind of a national test and trace system. And is it fair to say that private schools have a larger test and trace system that they're setting up independently or some private schools? Yes, exactly. So we had um, we heard a few weeks ago from private schools who were saying this was at a time when it wasn't entirely sure what the government's plan were, what, whether they wanted to get all children back or not. Um, and private schools at that point were saying, we're just going to take things into our own hands. We're not waiting around to see what the government do. We're going to set up our own test and trace system. So they were looking at buying their own test kits so that they can quickly have a fast turnaround, you know, less than 24 hours to know if someone's positive um, and effectively have their own system just for their school to make sure that whatever was happening in the rest of the country, they could have an independent system of their own. Missing six months of school is tough for any child, but it is, I think it's fair to say, particularly tough for those who are working to very tight schedules in terms of their exams. You only do your GCSEs within two years, you do your AS levels within one year, your, your A2s within another year. Um, how is this going to have an effect on those who are sitting exams on which the next stage of their life depends? So another big announcement we had today was from Ofqual, the exam regulator, which published its proposals as to what would happen for GCSEs, AS and A-levels for next summer. So as you say, these are for the pupils who have missed out a huge chunk of their course, a really quite a significant amount. And um, in view of that, what, what are they going to do about their exams next summer? Um, and what Ofqual have done is they published quite a detailed subject by subject guidance that really sets out how in every subject or, or most of the subjects, things will be amended or altered slightly. So for example, um, in science exams, pupils won't be allowed to carry out their own experiments and do their own practicals, which 
you know, previously, normally, are quite quite an important part of, of a science GCSE. Now, pupils will have to watch a teacher carry out an experiment, possibly even watching them online or on a video, um, and just observe this rather than carry it out of themselves. Another important change is um, history GCSE has been shortened. They've essentially made questions in the exam optional, meaning that pupils don't have to do um, as much as the course as they would previously because of the pressures on time. Likewise, geography field trips have all been cancelled. Music performances have been shortened and pupils are now doing solo dance performances instead of group one. So all sorts of changes across subjects um, are being looked at by Ofcol. And another important change they're looking at across the entire system is whether they can just move the entire GCSE, AS and A-level exam series back by about a month. So normally the exams run over May and June, about a six-week period. Um, and Ofqual are saying, what if we push the whole thing back so they ran over June and July? Um, what effect would that have? Would we then have to move results day back? And then what about university admissions? But this would, on the other hand, buy teachers more time to get through more of the course and catch up on what they've missed out on. Um, so at the moment, these are all proposals from Ofqual, but it is only a very short two-week consultation. So if people want to comment and advise on these they don't have a huge amount of time to do so. We know that teachers' unions aren't happy with the, the general return to school. There's been a lot of commentary about how the logistics of the whole thing uh, are overly complicated um, and just impossible to implement. Is that the case with the, the GCSE and A-level review? Have we had any response from them? Yes, so we've had um, the, the kind of main head teachers union being fairly critical of these plans, saying essentially these amount to nothing more than tinkering around the edges. Um, these are pupils who have missed out a huge chunk, you know, possibly four months of their courses um, and it's they're saying it's going to put huge pressure on schools on teachers to try and kind of gallop through the rest of the course at pace in order to get the pupils to where they need to be to sit their exams next summer so they're basically saying this doesn't go far enough yes you've made some changes but far more needs to be done um, to make it sort of a fair system on these pupils and to make it manageable for the teachers do you get a sense Camilla that this is mission impossible to please everyone as with so many aspects of the lockdown yeah, I think there's definitely an element of that whereby you're never going to have everyone kind of singing the praises of the plans. On the one hand, the government are very adamant to get all the children back to school to make sure exams do go ahead next summer. They definitely don't want another summer of cancelled exams. But on the other hand, there's been such huge disruption that this has to be taken into account. It can't be completely business as normal. And obviously, all implementing all these different changes, changes to the courses, changes to the way schools are run, um, that's a huge task for teachers and obviously the government needs the teachers to implement all of this they can't just um, sort of disregard their criticism but at the same time no one's ever going to be pleased with everything that they announce the rest of the coronavirus latest news The NHS test and trace system failed to reach a quarter of contacts in its first four weeks. According to new figures, over 27,000 people who tested positive for COVID-19 in England had their cases referred to the NHS test and trace system in the first month of its operation. But only 20,000 people, that's 74%, were reached and asked to provide recent contacts. Despite this, over 132,000 people identified as recent close contacts of someone testing positive were reached and told to self-isolate. 
Face coverings will become compulsory in Scottish shops from the 10th of July. That's the date when the two-metre physical distancing rule will also be used for some premises, though Nicola Sturgeon stressed that a two-metre distance should still be observed wherever possible. The First Minister also announced that children under the age of 12 would no longer need to maintain physical distancing from other households while outdoors from Friday. Donald Trump says the US economy is roaring back after new figures showed a record 4.8 million net jobs were created last month. Official figures show a much bigger leap in rehiring than financial markets expected since April's unprecedented collapse in employment. But economists are warning that the country's coronavirus recovery is at risk from a resurgence of infections. If any of those stories have piqued your interest and you'd like more detail, links to our full write-ups are in the episode description. If you get hit by a pesky paywall, all I'd say is if you're finding this podcast useful, please consider supporting our journalism. You can even get the first 30 days free when you sign up at telegraph.co.uk slash audio. And after that, it's just £2 a week. The other way that you can tell us that you're enjoying these podcasts and that I should keep making them is to write a short review on Apple Podcasts. Many thanks indeed to London reviewer Rent S and Duffy GB who did just that this week. It really helps other people find the show. If you're not sure how, send me an email at coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter at T underscore Leludis. I used to have the handle that included my full name, but I locked myself out of it. That is a story for another time. If the weather's as grey where you are as it is where I am and you find yourself dreaming of a holiday this weekend, take a listen to another brilliant Telegraph podcast I know you'll enjoy. It's called Postcards. With global travel on pause, the world's great adventurers, much like you and me, I'd imagine, are largely at home. And Telegraph travel journalist Greg Dickinson's managed to get their phone numbers. Legendary photographer Steve McCurry, he's the man behind that amazing Afghan girl portrait. And writer and broadcaster Marcel Theroux are among those to give you the travel stories you didn't even know you were missing. Search postcards wherever you're listening to this or follow the link in the episode description. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.